What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Real Quick with Mike Swick podcast. Sorry I had a little bit of a hiatus. Um, I was traveling nonstop. My schedule was crazy for a month. Um, I, w- I did a couple podcasts in the beginning when I got to L.A., um, and then when I got to the UAE at Dubai, I didn't know, but all the video platforms were banned. So like Skype, where I do all my podcasts with interviews and stuff, uh, all those platforms were banned for video and for audio calls. So I had no choice. <laughs> I'm really sorry. Um, but I got some great content. I'll be sharing some cool stuff. And uh, also, this is the first podcast of the month. So if you missed it, uh, we are giving away a prize for anyone who comments below. We pick randomly of the comments below on this YouTube channel. Uh, platform and we give away a prize every single podcast so uh doesn't matter uh you know what you say it can be critical it can be positive it can be we just pick randomly and we're going to send you a message we're going to announce it on the actual comments and then we're going to get your address and we're going to send you a swag bag from ak thailand you're going to get ak thailand stuff as well as the new podcast t-shirt here my new logo, my new podcast shirt. This is also available if you don't win um, from akthailand.com forward slash store. And we have 20% discount right now. So you can actually get this shirt along with other shirts, all from AK Thailand, shorts, hand wraps, all kinds of custom stuff for my company. Um, and you can get it at 20% discount if you go right now to akthailand.com forward slash store um, and support the podcast. So anyway, let's get to our first guest or well, our only guest today, a very great guest, one that I was very excited about. I love having him on the show, Anthony Smith. So let's get started. Anthony Smith, welcome back to the show, bud. Yeah, man, I'm happy to be back. It's, uh, it's been a while. Yeah. I've been on a hiatus myself. So just getting back in the podcast room, doing interviews, traveling for a month. And then that was in the UAE for two weeks. And so everything was like kind of shut off all the, the Skype and, video platforms and calling platforms so i couldn't do any interviews so you my friend are my first interview back my first official podcast back in a while and i couldn't have picked a better guest so i'm very excited about this yeah man i'm honored uh could you imagine how crazy people in the u.s would go if they got all their video platforms shut off yeah there's like a couple there's like botem and telegram works like 50 percent of the time on audio calls sometimes video but like everything else is shut off. So Skype, I think Zoom works. I just don't know how to do it for a podcast yet. I got to get kind of caught up with the times. Right. Um, but yeah, everything else is shut off. And I have no idea why. If you can text somebody, you can give information to them. Why can't you just call them? You know, it doesn't make any sense. I have no idea. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it doesn't make any sense. Um, but uh, man, congratulations on your fight with Crute. Um, we talked before that. I think we had a podcast in March and then you fought in April, uh, late April. Um Excellent fight, man. Your jabs were spot on. Your patience was amazing. It seems like you really studied for that fight. Um, Use your jabs effectively enough to actually hurt him and possibly knock him out. But then you set up a great right hand, uh, which definitely caused some damage. And then just added to those jabs you continued to hit him with. And then that kick was, I mean, the, the, I just watched it again, the, the, the slow motion replay of it. But it was just spot on to that nerve. And like, whatever that is, man, that's a new thing. That, and, and you, did you practice that? I mean, is that part of your your game plan for that fight or is it because I mean it was like spot on yeah you know like in my game I feel like I have this huge toolbox and I I haven't even touched most of it when I when I've been able to compete so in that's in this fight we got a young hungry like super aggressive really powerful dude yep like I'm 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 the old guy in the division now so like (laughs) you gotta you gotta back those guys off a little bit so they're just not overwhelming you know like I'm too old to be getting in firefights with these with these young killers. So instead of getting in these brawls like I like deep down in my heart, like I want to do, 
you know, I got to pull back a little bit and, and, and really just systematically take these guys apart. And, and I think a lot of that's just helped with training because I'm, again, like I'm by no means old, but I'm the oldest guy on the team. So, you know, I, I'm just surrounded by monsters and, and they're young and they want everything I have. So I, I'm getting used to having to deal with people like that every single day. So I've always had a really good job. I've just never really taken the patience and really sat down and, and systematically used it at the beginning of a fight to really set the pace. I've always been a big kicker in the gym. I, I just, you know, I just get in there sometimes and fight. And I just don't, I don't really use it. So I feel like I'm turning a corner and just fighting smarter, being more mature and, and really checking my ego instead of trying to play this whose dick is bigger competition with these right. guys. I just go out and show that I'm just the better, I'm just better technically everywhere. So, uh, you know, I think, I think DC said in the fight that it was the first kick that I landed, but if you kind of rewind the tape like 10 seconds, I crushed him with one right before that. Oh, and there okay. was no noise to it. And he kind of blitzed me up against the cage. So I think the kick kind of got hidden started. in his blitz. But I absolutely crushed him. And he, he was trying to pin me on the fence the whole time. And then he finally did. And he kind of like took a gingerly step and he backed off and let me off the cage. So you know, you know how it is as a fighter. If someone's trying to get you to the fence and then they get you there and they let you off, there's something wrong. Yeah. So I just went right back to the kick, and that's and that's that's kind of how it ended. Well, two things from that fight as well. I mean, he definitely proved he's a tough, tough, tough guy. I mean, he still wanted to keep going, and oh, yeah. he was beat. You beat him, I mean, fair and square, and you you hit him with everything, and you stopped the fight. But he definitely wanted to keep going. His pressure was good, uh, even with his foot out. He he tried to take you down and did take you down, and it was trying to control you. Did an excellent job mm -hmm. of showing composure there, staying calm, getting yourself back to your feet. Um, yeah, he, he definitely proved he was a tough opponent. So congratulations, man. That was a great fight. Uh, how did you feel after the fight? I mean, two in a row in the UFC now and uh, back on a streak, and, and that had to have felt pretty damn good. Yeah, the, the, the crowd was – it was one of the craziest things I've ever felt in my whole life. I've, yeah. I've never had They were a, screaming your name, man. I heard it, Lionheart, Lionheart, like Lionheart. Yeah, it was crazy, man. I've never had – I don't know if it was just people are – are really hung they were really hungry for for live audiences again and we were the first ones back and 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 i think i've been fighting so long without any crowds i mean it's been over you know what 18 months or whatever with no crowds so right. i think that my profile has raised through kind of through the pandemic i've been working the you know dana thinks that working the desk has really helped you know my sure. popularity and i'm recognizable um and i think people are just hungry for live sports and and it did help that you know, we're in Florida. Florida is a very patriotic state. I was the American. He was the guy from Australia. So I think that helped a little bit. I think there was a little yeah. bit of patriotism there. <laughs> um, but like after that walk, there was probably no one in the world that was going to beat me. Oh, I, yeah. I, just, I was so hyped. And Tom Brady was cheering for me and, and MGK was there. And, and I mean, it was just all the celebrities were out. So it was just I was in a great place mentally. Um, afterwards, I was a little mad at myself. You know, I did such a good job for four and a half minutes of that fight of just really showcasing, like I can be the, the technical reined in guy that, you know, essentially I can, I can be the dog on a leash when I need to be. And then I heard him and drop him and I just run onto a couple takedowns like an idiot, you know, like that <laughs> old me so, kind of came out a little okay. bit. Um, so I was a little frustrated by that, but I wanted a clean finish too. Uh, you know, the doctors stopping it in between rounds. It's that's, I mean, that's a clean finish, I guess, in, in most people's eyes. But for me, I wanted, you know, I wanted a clean stoppage. So a couple quick things going back real fast. I'll go in order. Um, 
So you mean to tell me that you made one mistake in a fight? It's shocking. Like after after, after <laughs> yeah, a fight, you look back and, and, and you regret one thing. and uh, Not a bad thing, buddy. I, trust me. I've sat and beat myself yeah. up over a lot more on losses too. Um, <laughs> I think you did quite well. And I think you handled those takedowns very well. And you got up and, and, and it, just your overall fight was just amazing. Um, the next thing, uh, old? What, what are you, 30, 33, 30? 30, 33. I'm the oldest guy on the team. Dude, you're trying to make me feel old. I'm 42, bro. Like you just, you just, you just insult me <laughs> without even telling there's me. There's one other guy that's, there's one other guy that's the same age, and that's Dustin Jacoby. Yeah. That dude's been around forever. He's been in Glory, in Bellator, the UFC. This is his second stint. So, but that, like the sport is, is just getting yeah, so young. Like, you're right. You're right. You know, there's guys that can't take fights at certain places because they're at like. You know how it was back in the day. They're like in Indian reservations at casinos yeah. and shit, and they're tw- they're not twenty one, so they can't even nah. fight. Yeah, like they won't let them in. Like it just the the these kids are getting so good, so fast, so young. Yeah, it's just, I I do man. I just feel like the old guy at the gym, and and like you know they're calling me grandpa, and it, it's you know, and so I guess <laughs> in life in general, I'm still very very young, but in in the space that we're in right now, I'm I'm getting up there. All right. Well, I'm still saying I'm young in business, so that I, I'm gonna hold on to that. Um, but yeah, that, that's hold on to it tight. Yeah, <laughs> hold on to everything that I can. Um, but uh, yeah, and like my last fight, I was 36, I think, when I retired, in 2015, if I remember correctly. And my opponent Garcia was like 26. So I definitely can can tell you from experience that I do feel that age difference. There's a little little different amount of energy um and 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 a 26 year old and a 36 year old in the fight even though i was prepared and in good shape so i can tell kind of what you're saying but you're still 33 man you're you you looked great in that fight and another thing i noticed about that fight was the the um i guess the best way to say is you you fought defensively effectively more than anyone i've seen in a long time usually you don't see people fighting being pushed back or not even being pushed back, but 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 staying back and staying out of out of range and and not worrying about putting your back against the cage or or toward the cage and letting him take the center of the octagon, but still being effective with those jabs and still being effective from that. Usually, when I see people getting backed up, we'll talk about it in a second. But Jake Paul, for instance, uh, I didn't feel like he was in any control when he was backed up, and and a lot of fights um, we can think of. Obviously, we sit and think about it where people are getting backed up and having to go defensively. It just takes their game completely down. You were fighting a a, a perfect game from from moving backwards and 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 letting him have his space, letting him come forward. Uh, is that something else you've been working on? I mean, you've always done that pretty well, but like that just this one really showcased it a lot. Yeah, yeah, I've really, I, like I said, man, I, I really feel like I've turned the corner, and and I've always kind of been a late bloomer. Uh, in high school and wrestling and football, like I always feel like if I had started, I've always been the youngest guy, like in my class, like by far. So I always thought, like, if I just had like if I just waited a year and would have been a year older in a lot of those situations, I think I would have done better. So I, I just, I kind of feel like that in fighting right now. Like I feel like I'm just now figuring it out completely and, and it's taken a while obviously, but Mark Montoya has helped a lot with just yeah. being defensively responsible, but not, he, we talk about blending a lot. So whether it's, we're not just striking, we're not just wrestling, we're not just doing jujitsu. You got to blend it all together really right. effortlessly. And I'm doing that. I, I've always kind of done that well, but what I haven't done well has been offensive and defensive at the same time. So, you know, I, 
again back to kind of these these hungry killers these up-and-comers that just want it so damn bad yeah. <laughs> it's pointless for me to fight with him over distance and range very like because he's willing to 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 take as many shots that he has to just because so he can win that battle so i kind of like you know what, fuck it like we'll fight at your range then like if you want to take it then i'll just keep feeding it to you you know so like it's almost you gotta like gotta let them dictate what they want to do and then just make them pay for it and and i think that kind of that goes back to the, you know, I like to break people and get in people's heads and, and, you know, just give them something different to think about while they're in there. So if he want, if his game plan was, I'm going to take the distance, I'm going to get in his face, I'm going to take the center, like, all right, you can have it. Yeah. Like now what, you know, like now what are you going to do with it? Yeah. Why go against the grain? And like, I, I had a feeling you were going to say something like that. Cause your fight IQ is just so good and it made perfect sense. It was a perfect fight like that. Um, and then, Obviously, it was a big win. Uh, what did you do to celebrate? Anything special or uh, just uh, another fight? No, you know, I, it, it, the timing of the fight was perfect. My kids were out of school, like, just before the fight. Or, or no, wait. Yeah, so my kids were, yeah. So I spent the summer with my family. Um, the fight was, the timing was perfect. And, the ti- and that worked out to this fight timing being pretty perfect too, because when I started camp and they went back to school. So, yeah. uh, I traveled a lot with my kids. We, we traveled all over the country in our RV. We went and rode the outlaw trails in West Virginia. We went to the black Hills. We went to little Sahara at the sand dunes. Uh, we went to Florida, uh, right away, right after nice. the fight. So I, I, I hate fire time. I just don't want to waste any opportunities to, to spend that time with my kids while they're at school. So I, if I can avoid it, unless it's a title fight or, or something really huge, I, I, I won't fight in the summertime. So um, that's really what I did, man. Nothing big. You know, I had my birthday bash in Lake Okoboji like I do every year. So it's just kind of business as usual for us in the summer. Yeah, I saw you spending time with your kids on your Instagram. Um, just uh, going back really fast to the to fight one more time. Um, you mentioned about the crowds being a big difference for you. H- how much significant difference is that in the actual fight? Or is it just kind of inspiring and motivational to hear your name being yelled so loud in the in the audience or is it is it does it have a big effect to you i mean do you really feel like you step up and 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 have a better fight when there's a crowd or or is it just kind of uh preference as far as like what you like when you're in there no i it's it's a huge benefit for me to have the crowd um you know that was my 51st professional fight so I think after 50 professional fights some of those emotions go away a little bit like i still get excited i still get pumped up but there's not a whole bunch of nerves um yeah. and and oddly enough my last two fights i've actually been a little bit nervous and that's that's a very new thing for me wow. uh, i haven't felt like that in a really really long time so you know that we go down that whole rabbit hole but i think a lot of that's my therapy and 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 kind of just addressing you know just some old bullshit that i got going on but it's allowing me to feel so I think having the crowds and, and I, I speed off of that energy and, and I'm very much an entertainer and, and I enjoy making people happy. I enjoy that people enjoy watching me fight. I, that makes me feel really good. I have a lot of pride in that. Um, so I, I think that it helped a lot, you know, just the, the, the crowd and the energy. And, and, and it was a huge fight card, too. You know, like I wasn't that's was my first fight. It's the only fight out of my last nine now that's not a main event. So, like, wow. I felt the you know, the, the magnitude of the card, you know, just with who was on it and how big it was. And, and it was cool to just be a part of it and not have to carry it, you know? So I think all of it just kind of spiraled into this perfect little storm for me. Um, but I, 
I did figure out, you know, during the pandemic how to fight without a crowd. Now they're doing these, uh, these VIP experiences. Uh, so they are selling tickets. It's very, very few. I think there's like 150 tickets or something. Um, and I've worked those events since then. And it's actually a really cool atmosphere too, because it's like, it's like some fight club shit, you know, it's just a bunch of (laughs) VIPs that are kind of going nuts and you just got this personal little show for them. Yeah. So, um, you know, I got I got the pandemic fight thing figured out, but it, it was way easier just to get super hype and and really excited and get that butterfly feeling in my stomach when there was a full crowd. Yeah, and then following your updates on Instagram, obviously seeing that you're hanging out with your family and having a good time, getting some training in. Um, I noticed you have new shirts out, and I'm going to order one. Do you, do you ship worldwide, or it, uh, obviously you do? I assume, yeah. Uh, I don't think the website does, but if you just just let me know your size when we're done here, and I'll make sure I get you one. I also got so all my podcast guests from now on, we're sending swag packs to from AK Thailand. So you will be getting not that you're that interested, but you're getting the new uh, the new podcast T-shirt. Hell yeah! So you're gonna get that. Uh, and you're gonna <laughs> yeah, get, you're, you're gonna get some stuff from AK Thailand as well. We're gonna put some AK Thailand uh, uh, shirts, swag. Uh, podcast stuff so every guest gets one now so i'll be getting you or hooking up with you after the podcast and and we'll get that sent to the right address so but i want your shirt man i want to start collecting uh collecting these shirts from all my guests so i'm going to definitely get that from you yeah yeah we'll swap addresses man we'll we'll, i'll I'll send you some cool shit and coming up obviously ryan span um big fight coming up how did that how that come about i mean he's obviously a tough opponent uh, a lot of finishes a lot of submissions um he's ranked below you so it's kind of it's kind of going back, but still a tough opponent. How how did this fight happen? How did this get put together? Uh, we you know, I t- you know quickly I talked a lot about having to like you're in two positions in this sport. You're either climbing or you're defending. So mm-hmm. I'm, I kind of I think after those two losses where I kind of stubbed my toe a little bit and kind of had some weird stuff going on in my life, you know I lost twice and you know I was in no position to ask for anything. I was in no position to to try to grab someone above me. So. I had to defend my position, and and once you open, once I open up the door to Devin Clark, I think then the rest of the guys, they're like, you know, I think they've seen like, all right, he's telling the truth, like he will fight anyone, anytime, yeah, anywhere. Like I've always said that, but like a lot of guys say that shit, yeah. they don't really live that life. <laughs> yeah, true. So I, once I open, once I open the door to one of them, now they're all coming. You yeah, know? they all want a piece of it because they're like, <laughs> that's the guy that's going to give me my shot. Yeah, um, I think I the game a little bit because i remember being how fresh i remember how frustrated i was when i just wanted a big name or uh, one of those one of those guys that were ranked to give me a shot and then like no one would and i i just don't want to keep i don't know i don't want to keep that i don't know i guess i want to show that like you don't have to do that you know like like we can give these opportunities to these other guys and if they beat us we don't deserve to have our spot anyways so that's kind of always been my mentality but as soon as we as soon as i fought uh, the UFC called like that Monday afterwards and offered me Ryan Spann on a week's notice to main event. So they lost the main event. Um, you know, I, I didn't, I, I, it wasn't the best timing cause I had like some trips and shit coming up right away. But, um, <laughs> you know, I, I, I was willing, I said, yeah, I'll do it. And then he accepted and then he called back and said he couldn't make weight. So uh-huh. like, all right, fine. I'm going on vacation. Then. <laughs> so then like the next week they call back again and they're like, all right, same deal. Ryan Spann, week's notice main event and i was like yeah fine whatever um and he said he couldn't make weight again so oh wow then i figured why well that's the kind of fight they're looking at so i just you know they said when do you want to fight and i said i don't want to fight until september and they said that he they didn't think he would wait that long uh i know that to be untrue because this is the third (laughs) guy below me that 
yes, yeah, the third guy below me. Like if he wants to fight, yeah, he'll wait. Um, so then, like, oh, he really wants to fight. He, he I was like, I promise no, you guys, he's he gonna, gonna wait. <laughs> so they called the next day and it. said he, he was gonna wait. <laughs> so, he ain't gonna pass uh, it up. I'm willing to, I'm willing to, I'm willing to take these fights and 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 be, you know, in my mind, what a fighter is supposed to be. Uh, but if I'm going to be fighting down and given opportunities, um, then it's going to be on my time for sure. Yeah, you're such a smart guy, man. I love talking to you so much. You have so much intelligence you carry on to, onto your fights and obviously in your commentating and stuff. All right, fellas, you want to help support the podcast? I know you do. All this content, all these interviews with these fantastic guests that we're putting out for you, well, now you can. And you can save 20% off and get free shipping by getting the best below-the-waist men's grooming products on the market. I'm talking about Manscaped. All you got to do is go to manscaped.com, M-A-N-S-C-A-P-E-D.com, enter code QUICK at checkout, 20% off, and free shipping. Quick is my nickname. It is not how you use the product. Uh, Don't be silly, fellas. Come on. Uh, But Manscaped offers precision-engineered tools for your family jewels, and now they have the new Lawnmower 4.0, which is next level, the best trimmer on the market ever made. What makes it different? It has skin-safe replacement ceramic blades, controllable LED lights, wireless charging dock, and a 7,000 RPM motor with quiet stroke technology, and it's even waterproof. They also have a full line of hygiene and grooming products like the Shears 2.0 Luxury Nail Kit, Crop Mops, Preserver, Reviver, and a lot more. Manscaped has everything you need to appeal to your lady friend, but don't thank me. Thank yourself by going to manscaped.com, entering code QUICK, get 20% off, get free shipping. It's a win-win for you. It's a win-win for us, and you're supporting the podcast. Obviously, we're getting close. How far are we away from the fight? It's on the uh, 18th uh saturday what's saturday two weeks two, two weeks from saturday, now so it's almost maybe. almost your camp's pretty much winding down right now how's it been How, how's camp been for this fight how do you feel how's your health How, how's your training oh man it sucked <laughs> it's been it's been <laughs> it's so good tough. though uh in a good way in a yeah good way. it's always I, good when that uh, happens ryan span's a real big dude he's uh let's see like six five or six six oh, he shit, probably walks around i've seen him before i've seen him out and about like he's probably 240 you know he's a big <laughs> dude so I've been training with the heavyweights, which has sucked. God damn, it sucked. You know, like, it definitely sucked really bad at the beginning. Just trying to move these guys that are 250, 260, some of them 270. Just trying to move them around and, and not not get pushed around and, and just trying to figure out the size difference. Um, and, you know, lifting heavy and trying to put on my own weight. I, put, I probably put on, I don't know, since rackage, I probably put on, 12 decent like 12 lean pounds you know what i mean like so i'm bigger than i've ever been right now i feel strong i feel fast i kind of you know i got to give dc some shit you know he gave me he gave me a little bit of shit in the devin clark fight because i was trying to gain some weight and get bigger but i I think a lot of it went to my belly so so i looked a little chubby um (laughs) works for dc i kind of got my i got my feelings about it and the seeing the fans and stuff online talking shit so i I leaned back down for the Jimmy crew fight, but I didn't feel as good lighter. Yeah. Like when I'm a little heavier, I, I feel like I'm more agile. I'm a better athlete. I feel like I'm faster. I move better. Um, and I'm able to move people a lot better. So I kind of just said, fuck it. I'm just going to, if, if I got the dad bod going on and uh, forget it, you know what I mean? I feel good. <laughs> I think that's what it's really about. So it's been tough, man. It's been just dealing with these big guys. You know, it's, it's, it's been a tough go, but, 
it's been really good for me. I feel it's, it's cliche, man, but I, I feel as good as I've ever felt. I feel like I'm, I'm stronger. I'm, I'm moving better. I'm making better decisions, uh, which is something that's new for me in training. At least sometimes I just go at it and just figure it out as I go. But yeah, I feel, I feel like everything's really coming together and, and, you know, I keep using the term like turning the corner, but I feel like like we've added a piece of the puzzle. I'm not exactly sure what that piece is, but for for whatever reason, I just feel like things are coming together for me right now. Yeah, we've seen a bunch of times where guys fight uh, opponents that are lower ranked than themselves, and but can still take a jump overall, and they're uh, showing their skill set and and kind of their ranking or, or where they should be. Um, especially you on a two fight win streak. What are you trying to do in this fight? Like like without getting anything strategically, yeah, I know that's this question a lot, but what is your what is your main goal when you get done with this fight that you want to prove or that you want to show or that you want to kind of like uh, amplify to the world? Well so I think there's I think there's a couple things. Um I don't want to take anything away from my past opponents or or Ryan Span, but none of them were like specialists anywhere. They're all really good everywhere. But none of them are, you know, 100 no in kickboxing or, or jiu-jitsu world champions or Olympic medalists in wrestling. So I haven't had anything to really worry about. Like, I'm not – there's nothing specifically that we're game planning for. It's just trying to sharpen my sword, you know. Like, I'm, I'm trying to get my sword as sharp as I can get it and then just use it to take his head off. That's right. that's really all we're doing. So it, it's I think it's making me better that I don't really have to worry about anything that he does. Is he good? Yes. Is he powerful? Absolutely. Does he have some skills on the ground? For sure. Can he take me? Like, he can beat me. He can absolutely win this fight. But there's not, like, one thing that stands out. So I, I think just being able to just make, I don't know, build the best product that I can build out of myself and then just take it in there and go fight, that's been a lot of fun for me. Um, as far as what I want to go in there and do, I, I just want to shut him down. You know, I... I absolutely believe there's levels to this game. And I think that there's the champion, the number one contender. And then there's a couple of us that stand out. And I think then there's everybody else. Yeah. And, and I think that, that I want to go there and show that, you know, that they called me the legend killer for a long time. And it's never anything I've ever called myself, but there's a reason they said that. And it was because I was fighting some older guys, some former champions, some, some hall of famer guys. You know, I think after three, you know, I go in there and put a stamp on Ryan Spann. That's three up-and-comers. That's three young guys. That's three killers that no one else wants to fight. Right. Um, I, I think that shuts a lot of people up. I, you know, it's not not beating the old guard guys anymore. Now I'm, you know, I'm, I, I kind of want to go. I want to be the guy that beat the guys before me and the guys behind me so that I can go in and win the title, you know, from the guys that are in my, you know, that are in my era. Yeah. Well, man, I'm going to be watching, rooting you on. Good luck for that. Uh, I think you're going to do fantastic. Uh, I always have no doubts in your fights. Uh, I'm going to ask you a couple more things real fast, though. Obviously, the big fight that just happened, Jake Paul and Tyron Woodley. What was your thoughts on that fight overall? Uh, I, don't, I, don't, I don't mind the entertainment part of it. Um, what, I, what I do get bothered by is Jake Paul and anyone else pretending that he's really good. Yeah, like that—that that really bothers me. And showing or, or, the opposite, you know, when he talks <laughs> technically. <laughs> yeah, like when he threw the first jab and his back foot came off the ground, like uh, just like I can't even imagine what Mark Montoya would do to me if I ever did that in practice. Yeah, like he would just pull me aside and tear me a new asshole. But he—he he just makes very amateur mistakes. He—it's he, not his fault because he's an amateur, right? Of like course. he's making mistakes that he should be making at this point in his career, but. You know, hearing him talk about all the work he's put in the last 18 months, you know, when there's, you know, like I'm, you know, this next year will be my 15th year in the sport. Like, 
Like, I don't give a shit what you've done in the last 18 months. You know, yeah. like, I, I think everyone deserves an opportunity to fight. I, I, it's the same argument I had with CM Punk. Like, what are we going to stick CM Punk in LFA and Denver or something? Like, he doesn't have a choice. He's kind of got to go to the UFC. It's the only pl- place that can really handle him, or at least his profile. Right. So no matter what, Jake Paul's always going to be in big arenas and big fights, and they're going to be big draws because of his YouTube channel. I'm not hating on that at all. Like, I don't want to hate on anyone else making money or doing well for themselves, but I'm all about that. It's the 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 part where like he gets put above a lot of us, and he's better than we are. Or he's you know like that's the stuff that bothers me. Yeah. Like he's not good. He yeah. sucks really bad at fighting, and that's okay. But let's just not pretend that you don't. Yeah. Yeah, I kind of like secretly kind of hoped at the at the end, you know, since it was such a close fight and it was getting those later rounds that Tom would just pick him up and just slam him down and mount him and just hold him down until <laughs> he pulled him off just to show the world that in a matter of like 30 seconds in a real fight, what would happen and how vulnerable he would be to a takedown yeah. and just getting his head smashed in without actually having to do it. I think that's what I would have done. I would have probably just forgotten about the money and the penalties and just did that just to, just to be the guy to show the world. Mm-hmm. Okay, I went into your game in boxing and who, it was a close fight. Who knows who would have won, but at the end of the day we saw that uh there's a big difference in what i do and what you do and i just want to make that clear for everyone else moving forward um but i mean to see a guy that trains so hard not have a six-pack at all or be lean and be so young and then also be exhausted after two rounds of boxing it's like it's i mean he was literally exhausted on the ropes after the second round which is you know tyron should have went in and and, and been more active he was very he, he was very good on the pressure and control but just not unleashing those hands, which I think if he had it done, especially when he was in the ropes, he could have finished with that knockdown or whatever. Um, so I don't, I don't know about the whole like training hard thing, unless he's just really getting ate up with the pressure when he goes out there. But his body doesn't show that he's training too hard either. I haven't seen guys that are putting the time in that he's saying that he's putting in, and then coming out there looking so soft, like and then to be so young and not so big, uh, structured. You know, it's not like he's a big guy. You know, he should he should be a little more ripped than that. And I think the fight really. Uh, showcase th- what I'm saying. I mean, I, I don't. I, I think a mediocre amateur boxer would tear him apart. I'm not even talking about like a, the best amateur boxer. I'm talking about like a good medium to high level amateur boxer would tear him apart. Um, but he's pulling these guys in, and I, I agree with you on the same thing as far as he's pulling in the MMA fighters. You know, the beasts that have like thousands of weapons they have to think about at any given time in this kinetic chess, this human kinetic chess that we're playing out there. Um, and then you're taking all those weapons away, like 90 something percent of your weapons away. And then you're having to get used to doing something that you haven't practiced and you have like one fight camp to get ready for it. And then he's like, oh, I'm beating up all these MMA fighters. But, you're, you know, you're playing a whole different it's like going golfing. I mean, it's different than that. Obviously, it's combat sports, but it's like, you, you know, it's like Taekwondo versus MMA. It's, it's just, it's a whole different sport. So that's what bothers me. Probably the same as you is like, he's using us to try to gain, yeah. to gain himself into this alpha category of being such a badass. But I think that fight, aside from his hand getting raised at the end, was pathetic. Like, it was horrible. Like, I mean, you see the other guys on the card, how they fought till the end. Everybody fought till the end and they looked pretty decent. Nobody was that tired or that exhausted. And they did have hard fights. And he was just exhausted, hanging on for dear life and, like, not doing anything. Uh, it, to me, it didn't show much, you know. And, and, again, I'm not trying to bag on him. I'm not trying to hate the guy. The guy's up and coming and stuff. But just how he talks compared to how he fights, that's the uh, the difference, I think, that really bothers me more than anything. Yeah, that, that's 100% me. I, I don't really care how good he is. You know, it, it doesn't matter to me. But it's the way that he talks. It's also he's, – he's, he's like 6'2". He's like 6'2", walks around at 200, you know, plus 200. Like, stop fighting welterweights. Yeah. Like, fight someone your own damn size. Like, <laughs> That's not and retired. stop fighting wrestlers. Like, <laughs> as, as good as Tyron is, 
that's not what Tyron's best at. Yeah. You know, Ben Askren, you know, him and Ben Askren in a wrestling match, Ben Askren rips one limb off at a time. Absolutely. But he's not a wrestler. Or he's, not a, he's not a striker. So, you know, he, he's not calling out the Anthony Smiths of the world. No. He's not because he knows, <laughs> no. like, I'll, I can do that just as well as I do anything else. And it's not because he needs a draw. He, he's got 20 million YouTube subscribers or some shit. Like, he has plenty of draw. Like, he can draw on his own. That's how big of a star he is. So he doesn't need another big star on the other side. He's kind of like Connor in that weird kind of – he's in that weird place where he, he can just be the one the one guy that draws. and then. But he's never going to fight anybody that can – you know, I, his team is very smart. They're picking very smart opponents. They're not – you know, they're shorter guys. They're, they're stocky. They're wrestlers. He can stay away and stay safe for the most part. Um, I just don't, uh, you know, I was, I was frustrated in Tyron because I know Tyron's better than that. Yeah. And he's just, it's the same problem he's been having in his MMA career. He's just stuck in neutral. You know, he, he does a really good job of taking the distance and taking the space. And then he gets there and doesn't do anything with it. Like who, like at this point you already made over a million dollars. Just let him, just let him fly. Who gives yeah. a shit? And then you end up losing anyways. So like now I bet he's looking back, like, I lost the decision anyways. I should have just went for it and just let it go. But I I think that later on in his career, Tyron's let some of the outside noise get to him a little bit. Is Tyron still good? Does he have a chin? Can yeah. he still fight? Is he too old? You know, is he done? Like, shut all that shit off and just let those bombs go because he, he was a, when he decided to go, he was able to find it. Absolutely. But, if, you know, if you only do that a couple times in an eight-round fight, it's, it's tough to win a decision like that. He fought a way better fight than Jake Paul overall as far as positioning, footwork, movement, pressure, and, and damage. But the problem is, is like you said, you know, when he did have him against the ropes or hurt or whatever, he didn't let those hands go. And multiple times, he closed the distance. And he's a good friend of mine, and I'm not trying to, to pick on him because I thought he did a great job as far as going into a new sport and, and pushing him back and keeping that pressure and control. But I know Tyron could have finished that guy, like watching that fight. Like I just know Tyron too well. So I don't know. I can't put myself in his shoes. I've never fought boxing, uh, you know, pro boxing match against, especially a YouTuber who you definitely don't want to lose to. And so there's a little bit of pressure and fear in that regard. Yeah. And he's running the show and there's probably all kinds of shit that, that they know that I don't know behind the scenes. So I can't really put myself in that position and, and I don't want to judge, but it's just like, I was frustrated that he didn't get that knockout because I know he could have. And I think if he saw the video as we saw it, mm -hmm. as it happened, he would have been a lot more confident. I don't know what, what he was looking at or what he was thinking when he was out there. But if he saw what we saw, he was in position to knock him out 80% of that fight. Like, you know, he was backpedaling on the ropes and, and Tyron was keeping that pressure forward. And so I think if they have a second match, that rematch happens, I think hopefully he's going to put that pressure on and show him, show him the difference of, of someone who's aggressive and someone who's, you know, not as and go to shape or can handle that pressure and backs up too much when they get hit. Um, what do you think about the tattoo thing? Like if you were in that position with Tyron, would, would you do that tattoo for the rematch? Like he's, he's, uh, he's putting on there. I mean, is it worth a rematch for you to get a tattoo saying, I love Jake Paul <laughs> where it's visible <laughs> to get a rematch though for a million or $2. I got some real stupid tattoos. First of all, I would have never made the tattoo bet ever. But if it's the only way to get a guaranteed rematch, uh, yeah, guaranteed rematch for sure. Like if he's if he's got the if, like if you got a contract like in front of you, and there's like a you know there's some sort of penalty or clause if Jake Paul backs out, right? Like, Absolutely. Fine, get it, get it, and go get that W, and then you know after you beat him, who gives a shit? Cover it up, you know, do whatever you got to do. But I, I would have never made the bet to begin with. But you know maybe the bet is going to be the thing that saves Tyron's ass. Like maybe Jake Paul wants to embarrass him so bad with the tattoo he's willing to do it a second time um 
And with the amount of times that Jake Paul exits to his right with his chin up and his hands down, I cannot imagine that the team that's around Tyron doesn't adjust to that. And Tyron says, screw it and just lets it go, you know? So, yeah, to answer your question, if I got the rematch, if if that was guaranteed, fuck it, man. Get the tattoo. This is what I would do, man. And I would keep this tattoo for the rest of my life. So what I would do is I would guarantee to get the tattoo 100% in a very visible place. Um, as long as I got the rematch, then I would go out there and fight or die to kill this guy. And then after I beat him, I would just make the tattoo the first time with enough spacing that I would just put, I love beating Jake Paul. I would just put a little <laughs> beating in there because there's no clause. There's no clause about adding a word into the, into the tattoo afterwards. You just can't delete, you know, erase the tattoo. So I would just put, I love, and then beating Jake Paul and then like a smiley face or a winky that face. That would be perfect. And I'd keep that forever. And then they can, they can put as much internet. People mm-hmm. can see it as much as they want. Who cares? It's that's, that's my plan anyway. So I hope he has the same plan and fights with that. Uh, so the tattoo is not the end of the world if you add a little creativity to it and, and you get that win that second time. Right. And that might set up a third fight. Now this guy might get three huge paydays. Right. And, and I'm happy about that, man. Like when that when their like guaranteed money came out and Tyrants was over a million dollars, like that just made me just like, that's what I'm talking about. Like go get that check, man. Like he, he's been in the game a long time. He's been through a lot of shit. Um, you know, he, he was a dominant champion. Like I was super happy to see him get that paycheck. So if he can get it twice and maybe three times, like do what you got to do, man. You got kids. What's up, everybody? I am here in Thailand. This is the first time I've ever been here. Been dying to come here for years. Mike Swick, he's one of the big reasons he's been trying to pull me down here. What he built down here, AKA Thailand, is incredible. There's people here from all over the world. You can train mixed martial arts here, jujitsu. They have weightlifting, they have cardio, and obviously they have Muay Thai, boxing, everything. telling you guys i know everybody wants to go to thailand because thailand's so cool but you can't come to thailand without coming to aka thailand come on what do you think about oscar de la hoya and vitor belfort i mean this is a guy vitor belfort i watched coming up and if you watch my style my style has been based on vitor belfort since i was a kid because I wanted to knock people out fast and be furious and be aggressive and be an animal. And so he was like the biggest influence I had growing up. Then he had his full career and he's still fighting. And of course he's fighting Oscar La Hoya, who's not young himself. But what do you think about that being such a dominant striking MMA fighter, but fighting a really technical boxer who I assume is a little bit less, a little bit less weight, but I, I think Vitor is going to beat the dog shit out of Austin. Really? I really do. <laughs> I just, yeah, I just, uh, and, and, you know, obviously we all know guys in the game and I, and I've heard that Oscar is not looking fantastic. And I heard, I hear that he's not living his life the way that he should be living his life, yeah. you know? So again, I'm not here to bash Oscar, but like it's, it's out there. People hear the rumblings. I'm sure people see it on Twitter. Oscar's not living the cleanest lifestyle right now. So in Vitor, you know, for what everyone says about the PD thing or the TRTV tour or whatever, like the guy lives a pretty clean lifestyle. Like yeah. he eats right, he works out, he's always in shape. 
his testosterone levels right now are on fire. Yeah. <laughs> he's looking mean <laughs> as ever. Um, I, I just I'm a Vitor fan, man. I I, I yeah. love his game, and typically I'm pretty harsh on on PD users or guys that have been pop before, like pretty harsh on those guys. But for whatever reason, there's two guys that are pretty high profile that I always give a pass to. It's Vitor Belfort and Chael Sonnen. I don't know why. Yeah. I've always just given those guys a pass and just left them alone. Um, so I'm excited for it. I, I think that it's one of those, it's one of those times I think we can get an MMA guy into a boxing match and, and like take out one of their legends. You know what I mean? One of their aging guys. Yeah. And going back to what you said about, uh, Oscar De La Hoya and people here in the ramblings people heard it quite well when he was commentating during trailer I mean, he was he was oh, rambling God. quite quite well himself it, you didn't have to hear other people ramble about him what he was saying made no sense at all so I think coming from someone who knows people who have um, situations I guess that you could say that he's having it's not something you can just stop so easily. And then when you do stop, it has drastic effects. So to imagine him going into a professional, of course, not taking away from his abilities. He was one of the best in the world. But considering these reasons and where he's at right now, going into a fight, you know, in an, uh, an athletic situation like that at a high level pro fight against a guy as dangerous as Butor Belfort, I just don't see him winning either. Yeah, I don't. And, and I think you hit the nail right on the head there. If he's not living correctly, I mean, we both obviously know people that are that are living that life or yeah. have lived it. Can't just stop. If, he's not, if, if, if that's how he's, if that's how he's living right now and he's, and he's living his life like that, then he's not, he's, he's not focused on fighting. He's not in the gym at six in the morning. He's not running. He's, he's yeah. not, he's not training the way he should. And if he's not doing that stuff, then his body's trashed. Yeah. His, tra his body's fighting against itself right now, which is also not a great thing. <laughs> yeah. It'd be, it'd be crazy to go through a fight camp and, detoxing your body at the same time you can't possibly get the same output i just don't see how that can be happening your body's fighting off all these no, toxins not at his age yeah yeah it's, and you take that into consideration too i don't see how that's gonna to happen and then what about uh they had just announced uh i guess recently ortiz versus anderson that's an interesting fight but i don't in my opinion i don't see how tito could win that fight in a boxing fight i mean I, that's a weird i can't believe that fight even got no. is it am i crazy for saying that like it, it's a fight that's kind of shocking where i think it's really kind of one-sided like it's not even like I really don't see how Tito can beat Anderson in that fight. Like, I don't even see a way in boxing. I, I don't. I, I don't see any path to victory. Yeah, I, I, don't, I, don't, I, I don't either. Bar, you know, barring an, an, an aging, you know, kind of. Uh, I'm trying to think of a way to t to describe Chuck Liddell in his current state without being disrespectful. But you know what I'm getting at. Yeah. Um, who was Tito ever knocked out? Ever, yeah. even when he was young. Yeah. You know, like from a standing position. Like not no no one really you know what again I'm, I don't want to be here taking shots at Tito he's a legend but uh, I I don't see anywhere he wins yeah. I don't I don't I, I uh, yeah it's not it's not gonna happen I goes yeah you know, I can't even put my analyst hat on and make it seem like there's a way that he could win that fight I I don't see it and then Anderson fighting uh, Julio Cesar Chavez Jr. I mean I know he's not like a top ranked boxer or anything but I mean he looked damn good out there. What a monster, Anderson! Like to, to just turn, just turn the page and beat a guy who's, like you said, he's not a, you know, he's not like a, you know, world beater or, or or the most dangerous guy in the world or the best boxer ever, but goddamn, that guy boxed for a long time. He was in there with a lot of really good dudes. Like he knows his way around a ring, uh, so kind of, and it kind of went under the radar. Like one of our best strikers ever, you know, against one of the better strikers in boxing, like. And no one, it, no one really made a big deal. But I feel like Anderson should have got a whole lot more credit for that. Absolutely. Because, you know, we're taking 
we took our best striker at the time in Connor, you know, like, it, you know, at least that's how he was being touted versus Floyd Mayweather. And they're like, oh, Connor, he did okay for, for what it was. But like Anderson went in and won yeah. and looked great doing looked great, it. great, yeah. So I, I think he deserves more credit for that. <laughs> Absolutely. So, yeah, we agree on that for sure. Um, just for your analytical standpoint, um, what, what do you think about my teammate Islam? He's obviously fighting RDA coming up. A lot of hype behind him. Um, I know how he is from the gym, so I have my opinion of what he's going to do and, and, and where he can end up. But from his fights and everything, what is your standpoint from, from your perspective on Islam and his future? You know, I, I wanted to see Islam versus someone better than RDA, to be honest with you. Because yeah. I think the RDA fight looks very similar to Habib and, and RDA. Yeah. Um, I'm really impressed with how good of a striker Islam is. You know, everyone's always talked about his grappling, and you know, you you know, we we hear it in the back of the rooms. You know what I mean? Like, oh, Islam, he's you know, he's he's a monster on the ground, but his 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 range management, uh, I thought was really impressive. It, he just really forces he forces people back, but he's never like crashing in. I, that's hard to do. So, uh, I'm really impressed with that. I I just think that he's gonna. I think he mauls RDA. You know, as, as, at least at this point in RDA's career. Um, you know, even guys like Michael Chiesa were able to kind of, kind of wet blanket uh, RDA a little bit. And I'm not saying that Michael Chiesa is fantastic because he's really right, good on right. the ground too. But um, if Michael Chiesa can do it, then Islam absolutely can. Yeah, and and you know he has that grappling that Habib has. Habib is 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 just an unbelievable grappler, ground and pounder who's just savage and like he's the best at that exact thing grappling and ground and pound and position on the ground. Um, Islam has that same grappling. Um, I think a little less ground and pound, but more striking on the feet, which could be more effective because if you can control someone on the ground, you're still winning either way, no matter how much ground and pound is actually being dished out. Um, but he's got that striking, which is going to carry him pretty far, I think, as well as the, the, the Habib ground and pound. So, And in the gym, I'll just say this. The only person we ever saw that would give – Habib a hard time or like if we were to say what opponent could possibly match up with Habib and give him a good fight and you know potentially do well against Habib it's always been Islam like of all the people in the sport we've always said Islam and now he's getting his shot so I'm super super excited to see how he does I think he unlike is uh Habib I think he he doesn't fight to the same level as he trains yet. He's, he's getting better and better at it. He's training, like Habib would train savagely and fight just as savage. Islam would train savage, but then fight a little less savage. And then over time, he's gotten better at better at, at showing his, uh, I guess, savagery and aggressiveness and, and his full potential when he's actually fighting. So that that's getting caught up now. And I think when that gets fully caught up, it's going to be a very dangerous, he's going to be a very dangerous fighter, in, in my opinion, for the entire division. Yeah, I think a lot of those guys at the top are uh, they're 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 impatiently waiting for for Islam to come up because I think he's going to have a coming out party when he fights RDA. I don't suspect he's going to have any problems really. Any I don't see I don't see anywhere where not to, and I'm not saying RDA can't win. Can he catch him for sure? He's powerful. RDA is a veteran. He's, he's crafty. He's been around a long time. But I think Islam's a better grappler at least on top. I think that he's good enough a wrestler to take him down. I think he's good enough on his feet to stay safe at the very least. Um, I do like how Islam is, seems to – he seems to make – he I don't want to say make mistakes. He, he takes more chances than Habib did on the ground when he's on top. Uh, he, he gets into more like scrambly transitions, uh, which is a good thing, I think, to be honest with you. I think sometimes Habib pulled his foot off the gas and didn't take as many chances. And I think if he took more chances, I think Habib would have finished more guys faster. Right. Um, 
you know, he, he just over a period of time, he wore guys down, he broke them, exhausted them, and then they just looked for the door. Mm-hmm. Um, I think if, if Habib would have taken some more chances and, and opened up a little bit more on top, I think he would have got faster finishes and, and looked even more dominant than he already is. Uh, I think Islam is a little bit, he does that a little bit better than Habib does. He, a little bit less ground and pound, but he, he, he looks to pass more. He gets into, and sometimes guys get away. You know what I mean? Like, and that's, that's kind of the, it's kind of the trade-off, right? You take a few more chances to try to get a big finish or get to a better position. Sometimes you lose the position completely. Yeah. Um, but he doesn't seem to mind that because he's pretty comfortable on his feet. I think Habib was a little less comfortable in those striking exchanges, so I think he always did everything he possibly could to make sure he never lost that position. Right. And it doesn't seem like Islam gives a shit where he's at. No. Which is, <laughs> he doesn't. I think at the end of the day, I, I think I, I think that's what's going to set him apart from, from Habib. Yeah. Absolutely, I agree with you 100%. Um, definitely. And then with Diego in talks of moving to, to Bare Knuckle FC, have you been watching that? Are you entertained by the Bare Knuckle stuff, all these guys moving in and doing that or not? And do you think that's a good move for Diego to go to something where it's going to be just head trauma, head trauma, head trauma for a guy who's fought for so long and taken so many tough fights? Like It's almost like the opposite, I think, where I w- would like to see him go. But what are your thoughts on him going there, and what are your thoughts on just the overall matchups they've been having, and and we've been able to see if you've been watching? Uh, so, well, to answer the Diego question, hell no, that, that's the last place I wanted to see Diego end up. Yeah. Um, he went like you said, he went the totally opposite direction. Like, yeah, that that's not what we need at all. Um, so I I'm disappointed in that. I don't again. I don't want to shit on Diego. It's no, just, no, no. This is just a long care. career. He's taking a lot of shots. He's, it's because I care about Diego. Yeah, it's not, absolutely. It's, you know, it's the opposite of trashing him. I care yeah. about him. Me too. Um, as far as bare knuckle, man, I'm addicted. It's interesting. I love this shit. It's interesting. I, I love man. it. I think <laughs> it's it's very interesting. It's it's new. It's it's just different. I think it gives an opportunity to, you know, a lot of these unknowns and, and maybe people who don't really fit anywhere. You see a lot of these guys and, and girls in bare knuckle. They weren't like fantastic boxers and they weren't fantastic MMA fighters. But like they found somewhere kind of in the middle, and, and I'm I'm here for it, man. I, I've really I've really been enjoying it. Um, my wife is a, is a big fight fan. She well, she loves the she loves MMA. She loves the UFC. She likes watching Bellator. She likes the PFL. She's not really big into boxing. She doesn't like it. It's not enough action for her. There's not enough things going on. Um, if bare knuckles on, I can't pull her away from the TV. I mean, she's so like that's kind of my gauge on it. Like, okay, I'm not crazy for thinking this is. Uh, a little barbaric, but I enjoy every second of it. Yeah. I don't think I could ever do it because yeah. I, I don't think my hands would hold up. To be honest with you, I, I, yeah. there's no way I could fight bare knuckles. So um, I wouldn't be able to hit anybody. You know, I'd, yeah. I'd just be out there getting punched because I'd just break every bone on my hand every time I punch. But so I think I think I've had too many hand surgeries for that shit. But um, I I wish. I mean, I don't know if there is a place I'd be okay with Diego going. To be honest with you, because if he went to another organization that was going to be able to pay him what he what he needs paid or what the, what what he's earned he's not getting any easy fights is he going to go to bellator so they can use him to prop up some young savage you know i, I don't think that's any better than bare knuckle you know uh and, and same with the pfl the pfl doesn't give a shit about your legacy who you fought how long you've been around yeah. how many times you're in the hall of fame um you know i would say pfl is one of the i don't know one of the purest forms of of you know promotions right now they just, it's just a bracket yeah. line them up and they don't really give a shit who you are so i don't know if there is a place diego ends up that i would be okay with yeah yeah it's sad because like with the money wise money situation being 
a, a longtime veteran. You got to do something. You know what I mean? So, and going back to you right now, um, what do you have going on outside? Obviously, you're doing your analytical stuff and and commentating and stuff. But d- business wise, do you have anything going on in, in business? Anything new? Are you into crypto? Anything cool? No, man, I try to stay away from the crypto stuff. That shit yeah. scares me. Dude, I'm um, deep into crypto. <laughs> I am getting into this real estate Crazy. thing, though. I am getting into this real estate thing, though. So yeah. I, I'm not really all, like, I'm not super into the, like, the long-term renters. Um, but I am diving into these, like, vacation rentals, like, at lakes or, or like, uh, essentially just vacation destinations. Oh, nice. And then doing, like, the Air, like the Airbnb thing. Like, yep. the money you can make and, you know, you can can pay off a $500,000 house in like eight years yeah, and never, if, if you're not touching, you know I mean? If you're just dumping everything back into the house, right. you can pay that shit off fast. So, um, my plan is to, you know, in the next 10 years, if I can have three or four of those completely paid off, you know, I think that, uh, I think they'd be sitting, sitting in a pretty good spot. Nice. Well, that's good, man. You're smart. You got a lot of stuff going on. Well, and I guess I just, uh, I just signed, a. Signed a new four or five deal with uh, or four four year deal with ESPN. Oh, cool! To uh, continue doing the desk stuff. So, well, congrats. Uh, ESPN's got me back from the desk for another four years. Um, nice. Yeah, Good I signed a new contract with SiriusXM too. Both those deals were up at the same time, so I got a brand new SiriusXM deal and a brand new ESPN deal. So that's Shit. that's always a positive. Well, well deserved. Like me. <laughs> I'd say I say they made a smart move in that. Well deserved on that. Um, and then lastly, final, uh, final question for you, just off the beaten path. And I'm probably asked you this before, but what, what TV shows or movies are you interested in? What kind of stuff do you like and, and what are you doing to, to kill time during your, your fight camp right now to get your mind off everything? I just watched a really good movie. Um, 13 hours in Benghazi. Have you seen that? No, I haven't seen I just oh, no. watched that movie. It's an old movie, right? Gonna... Or is that new? It's a little bit older. Yeah. I think yeah, I think I saw that. The, I saw the Gonzi uh, movie. I don't know exactly the name of it, but it was a while back. It wasn't super new. Yeah, so I just watched that one. Um, you know, I haven't really been getting into too much Netflix lately. My wife is watching that uh, uh, the documentary on Christy Christy Martin. Oh, the, the boxer. The boxer. Yeah. Back in the day, for like, her husband almost killed her. Yeah. So I'm gonna start that. Uh, I'm gonna start that here pretty soon. Um, yeah, as far as killing time, man, not much. I've been golfing every Tuesday with my uh, with my head coach. That's kind of been something we added into our training schedule. So that's been fun, just kind of getting out of the gym and going and golfing. Um, I got a baby on the way. Oh, well, congrats! Not me, but my, my wife does. Okay. Nice. So yeah, we got a we got a baby due in October. So we're just oh, wow. kind of starting to ramp up for that and get ready for that. Oh, that's gonna be nice right after the fight. Yeah. Nice. Another girl. Oh, really? What is with fighters and girls? That's I have four, two of them. Four girls. Four for you. That's four. Kane has that's, girls. I got that's girls. Four girls. I'm out. It's unbelievable, dude. All fighters have girls. <laughs> it's some kind of like. Yeah, I'm done. They're I'm adorable, out. but it's gonna I'm be done. such a it's that's gonna be it. such a such a stress when they get older and they start dating. <laughs> you got to deal with all that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, man. Other other than that, we're just you know I'm doing the the volleyball thing with my oldest. She's pretty. She's pretty dead set on volleyball my middle kid is in basketball and then the youngest plays soccer and so we're busy on the weekends for sure well man thank you so much for your time i i know you always give me all your time and and you're very generous with me and i appreciate that so much and you got a fight coming up and it's always great talking to you so i got to ask you a lot of other questions because i just love the conversations we have but uh good luck on your fight uh it's coming up september 18th uh ryan span 
Hopefully I got the date correct. September 18th, Ryan Spann. Yep. Um, good luck yep. with that fight. I'll be watching. We'll be rooting for you here in Thailand. And hopefully you can come out here and visit soon and uh, check out the gym and, and see Phuket, hopefully after one of these victories. Hell yeah, man. That'd be good. I appreciate the, the good conversations, man. These days it's hard to – all the interviews and conversations you have aren't always the most enjoyable. <laughs> so I don't, I don't mind these ones at all. I have a good time. So Yeah, thank you. All man. right, man. Coming to Thailand. That's the plan. We're going to figure it out. All right, brother. So I'll hit, I'll hit you up right after to get the correct address where you're at right now, and I'll send you a nice little swag bag and uh, from AK Thailand and from the podcast. And uh, yep, so be expecting that. Perfect. All right, man. Sounds good. Take care. All right, brother. Take care.